gather around the fire, roast your nuts, grab your gingerbread cookies. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Merry Christmas! Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, I guess. God damn you. God, I came in with so much fucking energy, and you're over there just like, Happy holidays. Anyways, I guess we're doing a a, a holiday episode, so. Yeah, it's fucking Christmas time, Ben. Are you not excited about Christmas? Are you not in the Christmas spirit, Ben? Not really. Okay. It's a whatever holiday. God damn it. What What do you have against Christmas? Nothing. I just, like, I work. Me too. I guess I hang out with family at some point. You don't, like, have any, like, things you enjoy doing around Christmas time? Not particularly. Wow. Okay, well, I guess this will be a really boring episode. <laughs> yeah. Ben's not fucking excited for Christmas! You're just not excited for this movie either. Wow. Yeah. Damn, bro. That's crazy. So this is only our second one. I know. So like, you I chose know, a good maybe movie you last year. Hold down the hype a little. And I was like, wow, you know what? I feel like I have to choose this next movie, but I don't want to. Okay. It's not very good. That's fine. It cannot. But we watched Ben. I think we probably bottomed out at Thanksgiving this year. Is this just going to be the year of shitty holiday movies? Like, is that what's happening? I guess technically not the year, because like we watched a bunch of holiday well, we movies. We watched some good holiday movies. Yeah, like Jaws. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What horrible, terrible movie are you watching today? It's not like horrible or terrible. It's, well, that's the way you're acting. It's not Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know? I hope not. That wouldn't be I'm that just not the theme, Ben. Super excited for it, right? Because I've seen it a couple times. Oh, my God. And it's not great. Then why are we watching it's it? not bad, because it's famous. Okay. We're watching Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that clip you showed me from the second one or this one? That's from the second one. Damn it. He's referring to the Garbage Day clip. See, that's the thing. Like, the first one was actually trying to be a decent slasher film. I think the second, through whatever, gave up. Yeah. So there's more memeable moments in later films. Okay. Than this one. Um, but yeah, this is the original Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. Okay. Description. Here comes Santa Claus. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, uh, It's an hour and 19 minutes long. Oh, man. That's really short. It's rated R. Thank God. It has a 5.8 on IMDb. That's pretty good. A 46 on Tomato Meter. Meh. And an audience score of 40%. That's really not as bad as you make it seem. No, it's not a horrible movie. I'm not trying to make it seem horrible. I'm just not excited to watch it again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Your excitement level's killing me because I'm trying to stay up here. I know. Because it's the holiday season, and I'm trying to be a happy little elf. That's that's an interesting way to describe yourself. Wow. Uh, it doesn't have any wins or nominations. Surprising. Uh, but notable actors, there's Lillian Chauvin as Mother Superior. She played Irene Edwards in Predator 2. Gilmer McCormick as Sister Margaret. Uh, she played Glimmer and Godspell. Tony Nero as Pamela. Uh, she played Putita in Commando Squad. 
Robert Brian Wilson as Billy, age 18. He played Channing Capwell Jr. from Santa Barbara. Uh, he was on 14 episodes between 1984 and 91. Britt Leach as Mr. Sims. He played Reg in The Great Outdoors. Linnea Quigley as Denise. Mm. There's at least one person. Hell yeah. Uh, she was trash in The Return of the Living Dead. Leo Getter as Tommy. He played Barry Sims in Halloween 6. Little taste. We haven't seen that one. Little taste of the future. We haven't seen that one, and I'm not excited about it. Will Hare as Grandpa. He <laughs> played Pa Peabody in Back to the Future. Do you know who that is? Yes. The old, I had to think about it. The old man who's seen the Space yep. Invaders. Yeah. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, Tara Buckman as Ellie the Mother. Uh, she was Jill in the Cannonball Run. Uh, if you're familiar with that. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's it's a racing movie. Okay. The only, like, potential claim to fame it could have on this show is, um, you know, Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. From The Last Drive-In mm-hmm. with Joe Bob Briggs. He does a presentation talk thing on Rednecks in Hollywood. Oh, cool. And he has a whole segment on, like, the Cannonball Run and everything. Hmm. That's pretty dope. Charles Deerkop as Killer Santa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie is. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. He played Floyd the Bodyguard in The Sting. Max Robinson as Officer Barnes. Uh he played Dr. Max Hart in Halloween five, The Revenge of Michael Myers. I'm assuming that I don't know which cop that is. Off the top of my head. You, well yeah, you haven't seen this movie yet. Halloween five? No, he was Dr. Max Hart in Halloween five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Doctor. I thought you said... I'm still... I'm He's deaf. Officer Barnes in this movie. Yeah, I'm deaf. Don't worry about it. I'm trying to remember who that is in that movie. John Bishop as Bob, the older boy sledding. Uh, he was Elvis in Footloose. I've never seen Footloose. Well, Isn't that Kevin Bacon? Yes. Hmm. Oscar Rowland as Dr. Conway. Uh, he was Mr. Walsh in Footloose. Yeah. Two Footloose actors. And then finally... And this is uncredited, so I, I can't be, like, 100% sure. But Don Shanks as Santa Climbing Into Window. That name is really familiar. Should I know that name? I mean, not necessarily. Okay. But he did do Michael Myers and the Man in Black in Halloween 5. Third that might be Michael why Myers. I know that name. It might be, yeah. yeah. Uh, that could be it. I fucking... Ugh. <laughs> uh, director was Charles E. Sellier Jr. Uh, he also directed The Annihilators. 1985. <laughs> uh, the writer is Paul Cammy. Uh, he has a story by credit, and then the actual written by credit goes to Michael Hickey. And then neither of them wrote anything else, although they do have like character by credits mm-hmm. on like later films. Okay. The budget's estimated at one point zero six million dollars. That's way more money than I expected. Yeah. And a box office turnout of. Two point five million. Okay, aroundabouts. So it made about double its money, which is probably why it got a bunch of sequels. Yeah, country of origin, United States. Uh, working title was Sleigh Ride. Oh no, that's a good title. I like that one. Well, it's not the real title. No, I know. I like the I like the actual title too. But that is also a good title for like a horror Christmas slasher. Yeah. Tagline: You made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. No, see? that That's all. Ben, the more we talk about this movie, the more excited I get. 
and you're so down here, and I'm so up here. I need you to meet me halfway. Get it's just, excited. It's nothing special. This movie's famous, and I'll give it that. And it's not bad, but it's nothing special. I'm excited. Now, it is a cult movie, though. I'll put that out there. There's a reason this is really famous. Um, and I, in fact, it definitely probably popularized the idea of a killer Santa, even though at this point it had been done before. Oh, really? A couple times, yeah. And really, the reason it's so famous is that it started a controversy, like when it came out. Oh. There was a big public outcry about, like, a killer Santa and how that was destroying public morals. Oh, my God. Shut up. Blah, 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 blah. Which, I mean, it's the classic thing of all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Because it was so, like, hated by a bunch of parents. Mm-hmm. It, A, got took out of theaters after a week. Oh, my God. Now, it was limited release, but still. However, in that week, it made $2.5 million because everyone was like, oh, I want to see this movie that's super bad. And then it just kind of stayed around in the cultural consciousness. Because hmm. it, you know, it wasn't anything new or, like, super impressive, but it was like, ah. Oh, it's nasty. I just kind of assumed that this was the first film to do something like this. Because no. it's from, like, 84. That's pretty it's, early. It's the most famous out of, like, the early films to do something like this. But, mm-hmm. nope. Huh. Anyways, this film spawned a series. Uh, it consists of four sequels, of which the last two, so uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 and Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, are unrelated. And then there is also a loosely related remake from 2012 oh cool six movies in total okay bob can't ask really good and he's trying to think this through really quick and i can watch him do it no because you said that there were four four sequels right silent night didn't night silent night didn't like two four and five one plus four bob is what number oh that's where you, that's how you did that math and then one remake. Yep. So there's six. That makes more sense. I was yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense in my noggin. Like I'm... I said, not great at math. Well, it's the way you worded it, Ben. Nope, that was... I may not be good at math, but at least I have some goddamn Christmas spirit. Sorry, I don't have Christmas spirit, Bob. All right, well, we're going to go to the movie now. Okay. Yeah. We'll be we'll back in a bit. See you guys in a minute. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. It's silent, then it's deadly. Yeah. Kind of like something else. Me. I'm yeah. a ninja. I'm oh. stealthy. Oh, not where I was going, but okay, sure. Do you have any thoughts on it, Bob? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I was about to get into it. Did you hate it? I well, I don't... just you just have to give me your yes or no, and then I'll describe the film, and then you can start. I ditching. like this movie. Yeah, I know you do. And I, I thought you would. It makes me upset that I that you were like, oh, it's not great. It's fine. I I, I don't hate it, and I don't think it's bad. I think it's just okay. I think it's better than okay. That's an opinion. Okay. Okay, we'll get into it. Just yeah. All right. So I'm just going to get into the description, and then we'll actually have some, some stuff to talk about here. But it's a pretty complex, simple premise, complex execution. Basically, there's a killer Santa. That's it. Yeah. It's a very, very simple premise. But, but getting to the killer Santa is convoluted. C- convoluted and kind of awesome. It's so convoluted. 
It takes us legitimately 50 minutes. <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah. Bro. Okay. So uh, we're actually going to talk about it because Bob's, Bob's going to bitch here, and then I'm going to explain my viewpoint. So spoilers ahead. I don't think we're going to do a spoiler section, but no, we neither. are going to be pretty heavy on uh, spoilers. Yeah. All right. Bob, take it away. The cold open is, first of all, do you do you agree with me? The cold open is the best part of this film, or one of the best parts. Yeah. I love the cold open of this movie. So the cold open is the main character, William. Yeah. Billy. Billy. Second year in a row. Yeah, two years in a row with Billy. But it's uh, Billy's parents getting murdered. And to be honest, yeah, it's it's one of the coolest, hardest parts of the movie. Yeah. Uh, no, it's to watch Because awesome. it's just unpleasant it's unpleasant but in like the best horror movie way possible yeah it just feels very real Mm -hmm. but uh the long and short of it is billy gets traumatized by his grandpa yeah and on the drive home from the mental facility where his grandpa lives they stop in the middle of the road because there's like a santa pulled over there Mm -hmm. and the santa murders his parents yep it's uh unpleasant it traumatizes billy about santa for the rest of his life yes but yeah, it's it's one of the better parts of the film, just because like it's it. I don't know the early parts of this film feel really gritty and real, mm-hmm. and so I I think it really hits. I mean, I'll be honest, I you know I haven't seen this movie before. You have the fact that it first of all the cold open is hella long. It's like fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. When you finally get to the like time skip, you're not expecting it. Like I wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh my god, we're going forward in time. Like I thought the whole movie was gonna be Billy. As a child and his parents. He's five. But when they get murdered, then then it just moves on. Yeah, we go forward three years, and then it does a weird thing because it then skips forward ten, ten years. Ten years, yeah. When Billy's 18. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. But I, I, I'm just saying, like, I like it. Like, I, th- I think it's a really – I don't know. I guess it's different because most cold opens you get, what, maybe maybe ten minutes? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of early background stuff. And to be honest, for me, that's my favorite part of this film. So as we said – the build-up to the Killer Santa is about 50 minutes mm-hmm. or so, and I'm just going to s- straight out say this. The Killer Santa in this movie is Billy, yeah. by the way. Uh, he dresses up as Santa, and he starts killing people. But we don't get there until the film is almost over, like last 30 minutes, because mm-hmm. this film is only like an hour 20. And those 50 minutes are interesting, because it's, it's a character piece, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very, very interesting character piece, because it does a good job of showing someone who's traumatized yeah, and how they get to this point of normal child to having a psychotic break and just oh, murdering people. The the scene where Billy like has a full-on psychotic break and becomes a murderous Santa is so cool. Yeah, and I, I to be honest, I think all of that's really, really great. However, it's almost too good to be in this film with this concept. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, you come in for a killer Santa Claus, and the first 50 minutes of this film are just about trauma in a very realistic way. And it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't fit entirely. Really? Like, it works well. Yeah. But it's also like, who cares? What do you mean, who cares? Give me killer Santa. No, see, that's what I love about this movie, is the first 50 minutes is... Not a killer Santa movie, and the la and the back half is a killer Santa movie. But you get all of this like nuanced character stuff to make the killer Santa make sense, and it's not just some dumb goofy holiday movie. I know, but it is a 
dumb, goofy holiday movie. But it is at the same time, and that's what I love. It's not, because the first 50 minutes are an actual exploration of drama. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think the first 50 minutes are pretty solid. And then after that, it's the actual Killer Santa part. And Bob was driving on it. Yeah. But it's fine. I, I loved it. I thought it was so fun. First of all, I need to say, the version we watched is supposedly the R-rated version. There might be an unrated version floating around that you can watch somewhere. But the version we had had a bunch of, like, deleted scenes put back in. Mm -hmm. I just want to say right now, first of all, you can tell they're deleted scenes because they don't look good. They're not, like, uh, made to be the same quality as the rest of the film. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot. And they seem pretty integral. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of missing footage if you watch the film without those scenes, which is super weird to think about. I was trying to do the logistics in my mind as we watched the movie and i was like oh my god there's nothing shown but yeah what i want to bring up here is the fact that there's some interesting kills in this movie Mm -hmm. but they're not anything unique really we've really seen all the kills before someone gets shot with an arrow we've seen that we've definitely seen it done a little bit better Mm. all asleep away camp i well okay there is that one i was gonna say there's 13th one where someone gets impaled on some antlers. That one was awesome. Which is rad, but we've seen that before. I, I'm sure. Friday the 13th. Was that also Friday? Yeah. Mm. That is a much more intense version of that scene. Although I do love seeing Linnea Quigley get impaled, impaled. by stuff. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And that that's kind of my other issue with this film is like, look, I, I like the, the trauma half in the, the first part of this film, right? Where it's this focus on the character of Billy and his weird trauma regarding a holiday and stuff regarding a holiday and also christianity <laughs> yeah but catholicism specifically catholicism, which um, we'll get into. and I, I think that's all really unique and cool but it sets a tone for a very serious movie and then the back half of this film is a very bog standard slasher and first of all it's it's a tonal difference there but the back half is like not as intense as i want it to be in the to fit the first half of the film Hmm. nor is it like as goofy as i'd want it to be for a santa claus themed horror film it's weird i don't know i guess i'm okay with it not being just like a goofy santa killer movie no i i am too but the film feels like it tried to do both but instead of ending up as like 50 50 it ended up as like 80 20 but not in a way that I necessarily think is perfect. I mean, it's not perfect, but I, like, I'll be honest. And maybe this is, like, <laughs> this might be a hot take. I think I prefer this movie to Black Christmas specifically before you start. Look, I can see it in his eyes. He's about to get angry. Not angry. I'm just like, well, let's end this episode now. I'm disappointed in Bob. Because this movie is much more Christmas forward, and it's much more of a christmas horror movie black christmas is a christmas horror movie but it's not like overt as as much i mean this one's more gimmicky yeah because that's the whole point and i think not to say that like it's a good thing to have gimmicky horror movies or anything but like it carries the film a little bit for me like i think i had a good time just because it was christmas and santa i guess and like it was fun and i think this is where we're in this weird point of i've seen this movie before and look it's it's a fine movie but you watch it a couple times, and it's like any film. Yeah, and I kind of get that. 
and uh, yeah, right. I think you can see that where it's like there's I, I can see it. There's nothing in here that's like necessarily ludicrous enough to be like really really funny. Yeah. On rewatch. Well, there's one thing that I think hits every time, and I don't get why you didn't laugh. Yeah, there's some stuff, but again, it's that balance of it's almost too serious at the beginning, but not ludicrous enough at the end, which again it works, but not as well as I'd want it to. But I think my big thing here is this film was so controversial that like Halloween themed slasher stuff really took off. Mm. There is now a metric shit ton of like Santa Claus and just random like goofy holiday themed horror movies. Yeah, sure. I've seen a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And on the scale of like Christmas holiday horror films, this one is not. It's it's decent, but it doesn't stand out. Hmm. That's why I wasn't excited to watch it this year. I was like, this is by far probably the most famous of the like Santa Claus killer films. Yeah. In part because of the garbage day meme from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> but for how well done the first half of this movie is, there's nothing with like staying power that makes me go, I want to watch this film again. Especially when there's so many other offers from Killer yeah. Santa Claus. I can list a couple where Santa Claus runs around with a flamethrower lighting people on fire. Okay, that sounds like, awesome. I know. It, it's this thing of – it's a ludicrous concept, and while they kind of tried to take it seriously, they didn't have enough of that oomph that Killer Santa deserves. Hmm. And it's why I'm so mad about it. Because, like, yeah, the first time you watch this film, if you've never seen anything like it, it's really wild. It's a lot of fun. Bob loved it. I had a um, good time. But once you already have that like exposure done, it's always like, oh, it's fine. Kind of like when we first started watching horror movies and you were really scared of everything. Yeah. And now you're just kind of like... Most stuff doesn't get me anymore. I know. Some stuff still gets me. Same thing. There is much more ludicrous uh, Christmas movies. Which is why I was kind of sad to have it this year. I was like, we need to get it out of the way. Yeah, we have to watch it. Because this one's iconic. Yeah. And it'll be fun when we watch like Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 and stuff because it gets ludicrous fast. And that's what you want. But there is much more ludicrous <sighs> holiday. I keep wanting to say holiday, but then my brain goes Halloween. Yeah. The much more ludicrous uh, Christmas movies. I mean, what? Jack Frost? Oh, Killer Snowman? There's there's a specific thing about Jack Frost that I'm not excited yep. about. They, me too. And I don't want to watch that movie. Then things killing. Yeah. 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 But like Jack Frost... There's the Grinch movie, which we have the watched Grinch yet. movie. There was that one that just came out recently. Ooh. That's a play on uh, what? What is it? Oh my god! It's it, a play on "It's a Wonderful Life." But so it's it's a, it's wonderful, a wonderful knife. knife. Yeah. yeah, which has uh oh my god, we just watched him on the podcast. He was in Jeepers Creepers. I don't know off the top of my head, but like I wanted to watch that movie this year, but I was like, let's let's watch this one. Yeah. And I feel like maybe we should cover some older stuff for before we watch the new stuff because I feel like there's probably references yeah. and stuff. But yeah. But do you, do you get where I'm kind of at with this film? I, I guess I get where you're coming from, but I'm still on the hype of seeing it for the first time. Fair enough. And I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And that's one of the things I knew coming into this film where I was like, even though it's not my favorite Christmas film ever, it's fun. Like enough. this movie really put me in the Christmas spirit then. Like I haven't been feeling it all December. And I came and was like, oh, we got to record the Christmas episode. I got to get hype. And this movie did it. Like, I fucking... That was... Oh, it's so fun. I guess another thing where I'm coming from is, like, I didn't expect it to be like this at all. Like, I didn't... I kind of came in with Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 skewing my view of what this movie was going to be. 
and when it wasn't just like ridiculous, goofy Santa Claus killer, I kind of had a blast. Yeah, this film's supposed to be serious, so all the goofiness is accidental. Mm-hmm. I think the most goofy scene in this film is definitely the sequence where they're trying to show that Billy, as an 18-year-old, is like this all-American <laughs> lad, <laughs> and so they have... Like a montage of him like picking up boxes and stuff. And like being a good person. The background music. Yeah. yeah. It's something. Yeah. No, it's, it's just weird. Not the most insane Christmas movie you'll ever see. No. Definitely but I worth don't, a watch. I don't know how much. Oh. Well, okay. I'll finish what I'm saying then I'll move on to this thing. I don't know how much making the end of this film more ludicrous and insane would really help. I don't. I think it would take away. No. That's not necessarily what I want or what I'm trying to say. I guess the first half of this film is very, very, like, realistic and dark, right? Yeah. And it kind of feels like it loses that tone. Like, it's kind of dark at the end still. I yeah. mean, Killer Santa. But it's – there's, like, an escalation in how dark this film gets mm-hmm. for the first, like, 40 minutes. And it feels like that peters off towards the end. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I think – I just wanted it to stay on that track, and it didn't. I it, think it's because Billy loses all characterization once he has his break. I know, but you because can— Because he just becomes a slasher villain? You can still have it be pretty dark. There's another Santa Claus movie from around the same time period that does, I think, that concept much better, hmm. where it starts dark, and it gets so much darker by the end, even though it's a killer Santa Claus movie. Hmm. It's still very serious like this one. And that's kind of what I wanted this film to be, I guess— because, again, yeah. I, it feels like a weird tonal thing. Because it's like they lean fully into Killer Santa. And it's like, I don't know if that was the right decision for how you started it. Because you spent 50 minutes doing We've been talking about up. the end of this film a lot. Yeah. And how we think the film really peters out at the end. While we were watching it, in my brain I went, you know, so I'm kind of this film's kind of divided into like three different parts. You mean the three different time skips? Not really, oh. actually. There's, like, the beginning with Billy. Before his parents die. Well, Billy, I would say the first part is Billy up until he turns 18. Mm-hmm. That's the first part. The second part is Billy working in the department store. I was... And then the third part is the rest of the film. Like, okay. the back half. Honestly, cut the last third. Have the movie end with that, like, montage of all the screams and stuff at the end of the department store. Yeah, I mean... I think that's, like, I, in my head I went, oh, the movie's about to end. Do you get what I'm kind of saying, though? There's... Like, that, that is such a dark, morbid, awesome ending, in my opinion. Right. And then it gets kind of goofy after that, right? A little bit. There's some fun kills there, but... Oh, yeah. No, there are cool kills. It feels like it should have kept that, that trend. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because once, he, once we leave the department store and Billy kind of goes off and does his own thing, it no longer feels like a personal thing. Like, the kills in the department store and around it are personal because they're people that Billy knows and people that he interacts with. But after he leaves, he just kind of kills random people. That he sees. That he sees for no reason other than he's crazy, which makes it lose its oomph. Like, you don't get the same, like, I killed you because I think you're naughty vibe that you get from the rest of them. We do get to hear him say naughty. He says naughty a lot. Which I love. Or punish. (laughs) He just mumbles those. Naughty. But that's because he has uh, previously endowed uh, Catholic trauma. Which Mother Superior other... was not nice to Mother him. Superior was a bitch. Don't say that. <laughs> no, she was. She wasn't nice. She wasn't nice. I guess my point is, I get where you're coming from, and I understand all your complaints, but having watched it for the first time, 
I don't have the same problems. I no, guess. yeah, I'm glad you you enjoyed it. It's just one of those things where I'm not sure what the staying power is. But if you've never seen anything like it, of watch course it. it's unique and definitely watch it. Honestly, though, I don't I don't really have much more to say. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it. We haven't really covered it, covered it, but like the practical effects are okay. Yeah, what we do get to see is cool. There's some pretty decent stuff. It's that issue of. Hey, there's not a lot of them because mm-hmm. of budget stuff. Uh, but more importantly, stuff got cut. Mm-hmm. And so the best practical s- effects are in the, like, poor footage scenes. Yeah. And, you know, first of all, we had to rent this in SD because we couldn't find it in HD. Which is – that's weird. I'm sure it's available somewhere. We just didn't get it in HD. Mm-hmm. And so it's poor quality footage in SD. Mm-hmm. And so the practicals – from what I can tell, look good, but they're still hard to see, mm-hmm. which is an issue. But yeah, they they look pretty decent. Uh, the sequence where, you know, Linnea quickly gets stabbed on something. No, that looks really good. I want to say it's very interesting to see her like as a normal person in a film. Yeah, and not just like a freakazoid. I know it's great, but when she gets stabbed through, like we see the horns come out her front mm-hmm. and like the flesh kind of bends and stuff. Yeah, no, it it, it looks, looks good, good, but it's just hard to see. Same thing. There's a decapitation at one point. <sighs> And Bob yeah. was watching it. He was like, this is so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I do think that is probably the most unique kill for this movie. It's because... There's some sledding involved. Well, There's sledding involved, but like that's like the most... Thematic? Thematic Christmas yeah. time kill, which is awesome. And I kind of wanted... The only other one I can think of is like the guy who gets uh, choked by the Christmas lights. Yeah. That's also Christmas timey. But again, can't really see it. Yeah. Do you just want to... <sighs> recommendations? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else I want to talk about. All right, well, go ahead. I feel like if you want a Christmas slasher, this is fun. I like this movie. I think it's, you know, I think it's passable. Yeah. Especially if you want Killer Santa Claus specifically, because that's kind of like the big thing is Santa. There's some really, really funny Santa bits. Yeah, I don't really, like, that's kind of my only recommendation for this film is, like, Christmas Santa slasher, because that's that's really all it is. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, same boat. If you want to... A Santa like horror film this Christmas. This is one of the most famous. So if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch, especially if you haven't seen anything like it before. I think if you're looking for something that's fun, this might not necessarily be the best Christmas film because it's not like ha 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 fun, but it's something. Okay. No. No. I'm prefacing. All right, go ahead. I. I really enjoy this film, but after hearing Ben's complaints and taking into consideration rewatch value and everything else, I get where Ben's coming from. But I will say, I think it does better than I expected in terms of Christmas Santa slasher film. Oh, yeah. You don't expect it to be serious at all. I think it goes above my standards of what I came in with, right? I think it's above above ground level for me. But I don't know how great it – like, I had a good time. I had fun for watching it the first time. But it doesn't have a ton of rewatch value because I think once you watch it for the after the first time, you lose a lot of the impact of the front half because it's not fresh. It's not new. And then when you get to the back half, I'm going to be honest, it's kind of boring because you're just waiting on Santa to kill people, and he doesn't do a ton of that. He only kills seven people in the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, in the whole movie, which is uh, – that's a really low body count slasher. So – I guess what I'm getting at is, while I enjoy this movie, I don't know how high I can rate it. No, wait, he kills eight people. Does he? Is yeah. it eight? Oh, you're right. I forgot about that guy. Three and a half. Okay. 
I think that's a fair rating, even though I kind of want to give it a four. But I know there are probably better Christmas movie slasher films that we're going to watch where I don't want to skew my scale too high. Yeah. But I do like this movie. I, I mean, think it's really good. We skewed it very high with that first one. That's true. We watched probably the best Christmas slasher to exist. We started strong. Yes. I'm going to give it a three. Because, Fair. like I've been saying the whole time, I don't think it's a bad movie. I mean, it's cheesy. And, like, it's not the best thing ever. But it's a completely passable, like, Santa Christmas horror film. You know? I, I don't necessarily have any big complaints about it. Which is why it's so weird to talk about. It's just kind of old hat for me at this point. But it's what's on the tin, you know? Yeah. You get what you came for yeah. with, a, with a little bit extra. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> Trauma, which is a oh. whole other thing. All right. On that note, though, we're going to go to the outtakes. Yeah. Then we'll be back. We'll uh, see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Silent Night, Deadly Night so far. I like this film. I think it's a fucking blast. But without further ado, let's get in to the outtakes. This first clip is me putting my foot down and deciding that Ben being a Debbie Downer wasn't going to ruin this movie for me. <laughs> no, Ben, I don't care what you say. I love this movie. This next clip is us discussing Santa doing something a little naughty. Oh my god. He, he like robbed him for like 20... You just killed someone for over $31? Yes. That is ludicrous. What a ridiculous reason to kill someone. Well, he didn't know it was $31 when he killed him. Well, you didn't have to kill him. You could have just beat him up. You saw his face. When he goes to like the police sketch artist, he'll be like, he had a white beard. A red <laughs> coat on and a, and a hat. Yeah. You're right, Ben. I'm sorry. Then what will he do? Get caught? Yeah. This next clip is our reaction to Billy being exposed to one of his greatest fears again. I wouldn't be surprised if he'd, like, bit him. Nice! Yeah, he did. They, that, not that that Santa deserved it, but that was to be expected. This next clip is Ben and I giving Billy a diagnosis and me being really, really stupid. And he can't stop it because he has really bad trauma. I think it's called PTSD. Post-Santa stress disorder? Post-traumatic. Sorry, post-Santa traumatic disorder? No. Yeah. Post-traumatic. Post-traumatic Santa disorder. There you go. Took you a while. That's a great name for the episode. What? Don't shake your head. That's funny. I'm more concerned by how long it took you to spell. I'm not good at spelling. This next clip is my reaction to watching Linnea quickly get antlered. Yo! No way. Ooh. Oh! Shit, Ben. 
This next clip is my reaction to something ludicrous about this film and Ben being a shithead. Oh! Out the window. Oh! Holy shit! Did you see how big that shard of glass in him was? It was moderately sized. What? That was huge! Moderately sized. That was fucking, like, gargantuan, Ben. Fairly large. Moderately sized. This next clip is exclusively for the Phineas and Ferb fan. It's the second Santa these children have seen shot today. Yeah, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I watched Santa Claus be shot in the back. I have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Yep. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. Do we have any announcements? Ben. No. So uh, check out our usual episodes on Friday. Yeah. You can watch them wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, some other places on the web. We're also on YouTube, which while not the most convenient to watch like podcasts on, kind of nice for us because we can see your support there with like likes, subscriptions, stuff like that. There's also some helpful tools on YouTube. There's a search button, which, you know, you can search if we've covered a movie you might want to see on this podcast. Yeah, we've covered a lot of movies. Yep. There's also a bell button, which will notify you whenever we post a new episode of the podcast, in case you don't have stuff like that set up on like Spotify or anything, which is really nice because sometimes we surprise you with holiday movies. Yes. That we forget to mention. <laughs> YouTube's also one of the two major places you can communicate with us at. You can do that in the comment section of a specific video, or you can go over to Twitter at Beware the Board. Go talk to Bob. Ask him if he's done anything bad this year. He's been naughty. Ugh. He needs punishment. Ugh. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like you calling me naughty like that. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it goes on our Twitter. On Monday, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal. So you can watch the movie before we do. So when you listen to the episodes, you don't get any spoilers. And we're being vague about stuff. You kind of know what we're talking about. Then on Fridays or whatever the episode goes live, I always post a link to the episode with maybe a meme. So if you've missed an upload or whenever something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. Last thing, check us out at Beware the Board on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts. We do short form content for the show. So if you like the show or know the short form content, check us out there at Beware the Board on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts. Ben, I think that's it. Okay. Happy holidays, guys. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time.